The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told the disciples a parable about their need to pray always and to not lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for any human being. In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while the judge refused, but later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for any human being, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, God will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There's this World War II story about these three soldiers in a foxhole surrounded on all sides by Germans. And one soldier says, we got to start praying. Does anyone here know how? One soldier says, not me. I never went to church. The other soldier says, I was raised Christian, but we never prayed. The last soldier says, don't panic. I grew up right next to a Catholic church, and every Saturday night from my bedroom, I would listen to them praying. So the others say, good enough, start praying. Okay, so he gets on his knees, puts his hands together, closes his eyes. Under the B, nine. Under the G, 27. Bingo. Okay. So just like those soldiers, we want to pray, but we need some coaxing. In today's gospel, Jesus says, we need to pray always and to not lose heart. So let's go back to the beginning. Our creator designed us all in a way that prayer seems natural to us. There's an internal desire in every human being to pray. It's what makes you human, what makes you different from animals. Animals don't pray because they're not made in the image of God. We are. It's written in the book of Genesis about Adam and Eve, and it says right here, when they heard the voice of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden during the breeze of the day, the man and his wife concealed themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees. So, from this, we can assume that Adam and Eve had regular visits with God and had a close relationship and an intimacy with him. But what changed on this particular visit was that they had sinned and hid from him. I believe Adam and Eve's hiding from God hurt God more than the sin they committed. So sad. Thus, our first parents seriously disrupted communication with God and had broken a relationship with the one who loved them so much. We were made to know God. We were made to be loved by God. This is the whole reason you exist. Some of you are parents and you know the unique pain of a child that won't talk to you. You long to listen to them and to hear how they're doing. 
You long for the phone call, and it hurts because they don't call. That's the way God feels about you when you don't talk to him. He wants to listen to you. He is interested in everything about you, just like you are interested in everything about your kids. God wants to be a part of your family, to be in a relationship with you. You were not put on this planet to mark off your to-do list, to make money, retire, and die. You were put on this planet to be loved by God and to learn to love him back. We cannot afford to miss the purpose of our existence. So I was a volunteer at hospice for three years, and I saw a lot there. And believe me, it's true that many people say at the end of their life, I thought of everything except God. The good news is Jesus has repaired these lines of communication, now commands us to talk to him and not to hide from him no matter what we've done. Now let me tell you, I've never met anybody that said they were great at prayer, period. Everyone feels inadequate, frustrated, awkward, or unsatisfied. Everyone can do better. Even St. Paul said, the greatest saint ever, wrote in Romans, and here it is, we don't even know what we should pray for, nor how we should pray. So take courage, because it's okay to feel inadequate during prayer and after prayer. So here are a few facts about what prayer is not. First, prayer is not a magic wand, a genie in a bottle, or some special words. If you say it just right, God will answer. Second, prayer is not a fire extinguisher that's hanging on the wall with a sign that says, break glass in case of emergency. You know, it's funny how people will say, well, all we can do now is pray. And everybody around's thinking, has it come to this? Is it that bad? It's like prayer is the last resort once you've tried everything else. Well, prayer is not meant to be your last resort. It's meant to be your first choice. Before you do anything, you should pray first. Like before you take that job or asking that girl to marry you or before buying lottery tickets. It can't hurt, okay? So just ask the Lord. Third, prayer is not a tug of war with God. You do this for me and I'll do that for you. So many people stop praying because they, at some point they begged God for something and didn't receive what they wanted. God knows more about what will make you happy than you do. Sometimes God's answer to your prayer in the long run is bigger than you could have imagined or asked for. There's a famous song by Garth Brooks called Thank God for Unanswered Prayers. And I can really relate to that song because if I'd have got some of the things that I prayed for, it would have been a disaster for me. Do you know any parent in the entire world that gives that child everything she asked for? Of course not. You would ruin that child. God will not say yes to everything you ask for, and you may not understand why, but you're not God. People say, God, you didn't answer me. And God says, yes, I did. I just said no. And that's an answer. No is an answer. So when you pray, there are always four possible answers to your prayer. It's going to be either yes, no, not yet, or 
you got to be kidding me. Really? Lottery tickets? Okay, so God's delays are not always God's denials. Remember how Jesus said, if you who are sinful know how to give good things to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to you? When you don't pray, there's a lot of things you miss out on in life. There are also some who are afraid to pray because of a fear of what God may ask them to give up. And sometimes God does ask us to give up something that he considers an obstacle between us and him. But if he's asking us to give something up, we can also expect that he'll help us to give it up. This usually hurts far less than we can imagine. Most commonly, God asks us simply to be open to him and to not hide or ignore him. So how can we pray better? Well, pray as though you're in a conversation and not in a ceremony. One of the reasons we're bored in prayer is because we do all the talking and we never listen. If you're just doing a monologue to the ceiling and you're not hearing any impressions or you're not moved in your heart in any way, then of course it's going to be boring. you got to take the time to be quiet and to listen. For example, say to God, is there anything you want to say to me right now? And then read scripture or some spiritual reading. You'll notice some thoughts will be stronger than others and sometimes nothing, and that's okay. The voice of God in you can be compared to water dripping from a tap. One drop lands on a pot, ping. One drop lands on a sponge, quiet. One is hard, and one is soft. One is your ego and the world's voice, and the soft one is most likely God's. So most importantly, be yourself. If you're feeling angry, let them know. If you're feeling sad, let them know. If you're feeling happy and you know it, clap your hands, okay? Anyway, just be honest, okay? Prayer is the healthiest thing for your mind to counter anxieties. It's like taking pure oxygen in for your soul. So the first thing is, where is your prayer closet? That's what we call that, eh? Choose a specific time and place. It could be first thing in the morning, on your lunch hour, or before you go to bed. But make prayer a priority and not a last resort, like the fire extinguisher. You may think it's Christian to be there for everyone at all time, but even Jesus went away to a lonely, deserted place to pray, saying yes to every demand on you means saying no to God. Start with 10 or 15 minutes, including some spiritual reading. If it's too long, it becomes a strain and a burden. If it's too short, it will not allow all that the Holy Spirit wants to do in you. At first, you may spend most of your prayer time just shutting down your intellect and trying to open your heart, and that's okay too. So now, let me leave you with this. Keep at it. And as Jesus said today in our gospel, do not lose heart. We are all theoretically like those soldiers in a foxhole asking for God's help. So don't wait till you're perfect at praying. Just start. God's waiting for your call. God bless.